Today's daf in Meseches Nazir is daf Mem Gimel, 43. And there are three main points that the daf discusses today. Let's go over the three points. Point number one, we clarify the position of Rabbah in the name of Ravuna that we had yesterday. Now we left off yesterday's daf discussing Rav Yosef in the name of Ravuna's opinion. And today we go back to the first one, which was Rabbah. Initially we understood that <coughs> Rabbah understood Rav Huna's shita was that in order for a Nazar to be chayev multiple times on Tumah, it has to be specifically general Tumah and then Tumas Ohel. But if it was just two regular Tumas, he wouldn't be chayev two times. The Gemara doesn't um, understand this distinction, and therefore the Gemara understands actually in conclusion, Rabbi Yochanan interprets that it has to be in order Rabbah to say in the name of Rav Huna, that there will be multiple tumos, it will have to be that the tumos are actually simultaneous. Then, you can use the Xeris HaKasav of Layavai to teach us that you'd be liable for multiple tumos and multiple sets of malchus. However, in a scenario where they're consecutive tumos, since he's already Tameh, wouldn't be liable for the second tumah, wouldn't be have a separate set of malchus, regardless of what type of tumah that second one was. The Gemara tries to understand what would be the scenario that you'd have Two tumas happening simultaneous, tumas oihel and ordinary tumah. And in conclusion, on Gimel Aleph, the Gemara says there's two possibilities that this could be: either that he went into a house with a dead body, but he was enclosed with a uh, box of some sort, and then when they removed part of the box, tumas ohel and the tumah, ordinary tumah, occurred simultaneous. So there, Rabbah would say, Rufuna would say, Yerchayev, two two sets of lavin for that because they occurred simultaneous. Alternatively, the Gemara says, could be the scenario is that he went into the house when the uh, person hadn't yet passed away, but he was a ghost, which means he was in the throes of death. So when the person passes away, the Tomas Owel, an ordinary Tumah, occurs simultaneous, there you'd be liable. However, Rabbah concludes that in a scenario where the Tumas are, regardless of what the Tumas are, but if they're consecutive, wouldn't be liable two sets, as he's already Tame from the first one, only one set of Malkus. There is a Kash we leave off with Rabbah, is that how do you, he doesn't really jive with our Mishnah, because our Mishnah says if there's multiple warnings, you'd be high multiple sets of Malkus, but that's the first point of the day. Point number two, there's Machlaikis, Rebbe, and Tanakama. What is the seeming, what's the source? Uh, what is the source that a Nazir or a Kohen, because they really learned from each other, is only prohibited from coming in contact with the dead body who's actually dead? Uh, Rebbe, Tanakama learns from the word Lehechala, which is written by Kahuna, and Rebbe learns from the word Bemosam that is written by a Nazir. So the Gemara has two ways of understanding the Machlekes. Rabbi Yochanan learns Mashmaos Dor Shenika Beinayu, which means essentially they agree. There's just different ways of expounding Psukim, but they both agree that in order for the Nazir or Kohen to be liable for Tumma, has to be that the fellow has actually passed away. However, Rish says this actually is based on a Machlekes if the uh, Tumma will transfer before the person passes away when he's a gosis. Tanakama learns from Lehechala, which is the language of corpse, that even if he's a gosis, because rov gosisim lamisa, most gosisim are going to die, so he would even be liable at that point for Tumah. However, Rebbe learns from Bemosam will derive that it's only when the person actually passes away that the Tumah will transfer, but not as a gosis. And the Gemara goes on to explain in Rish Lakish's interpretation of the Machlaikis Rebbe and Tanakama what each side will do with the Psukim of the other one. And in conclusion, the Gemara explains that Rish Lakish interprets the Tanakama that even as a gosis, the Tumah will not transfer, however, he will be over on the lav, the... Um, 
Kohen will be over on the love of, of becoming Tameh, even though he hadn't yet become Tameh because the person's only a Gosis. So there's that middle ground that emerges in Rish Lakish's interpretation of the Tanakama. Moving on to Mem Gimel Mubbez now, we have a Machlokis. If a Kohen's father passes away, but he was beheaded, which means part of his body is missing. So in such a scenario, Rav Chizda, in the name of Rav, says, we learn from the fact that it says, La'aviv, by the Kohen, he's allowed to become Tameh to his father, which means his father in his entirety. But if the father had passed away and he was uh, beheaded, it's not in its entirety, he wouldn't be allowed to become Tameh to that father. So an incomplete body of the father would not be grounds for the Kohen to become Tameh to his body. Gemara brings a couple of questions on this, shows that there are alternative opinions. We say Rav Yehuda disagrees with Rav, and uh, the Brysos seem to say that there's different scenarios where you see that there are incomplete bodies, and nonetheless, the halacha is that the Kohen son is allowed to become Tami to the immediate relative. And the Gemara concurs and says that's true, but actually this is based on a machlokis tanoim. Rav Yehuda is a tano who says the Kohen is allowed to become Tami. We learn from the Psukim. It's a reboy that if it's a significant part of the body, a row of gogoles or shidra, most of the uh, most of the frame, two calves and a thigh, or most of the bones of the body, 125 out of the 248, the kohen is allowed to become tameh even though it's not complete. However, Rav on Memdalat sides with other tanoim, as we quoted a story from Ginzak, that who hold that the Kohen's son is allowed to become is only allowed to become Tameh to the father when he's complete and not when he has been uh, mutilated or is incomplete. So ultimately, we finish the sugya there. We say it is a machlegis tanoim. Chizdamaraf, however, sides with tanoim who hold that it's only an allowance when the body is complete. We're stopping at the top of Memdalad and with Aleph and Be'ezus Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Memdalad.